Welcome back to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games and we get back to our routine. hey Back to routine. Back, back to, to routine. routine. Except we're recording this on the wrong day. Back to routine. <laughs> That's what happens when you go come back from vacation. Yeah, Zach was like on the other side of the world. It was a long ways away. But you know what is also a long ways away? Doing a fucking normal episode. So let's just jump right into it because okay. I'm psyched. All right. And we're doing a game that I'm actually a big fan of. A black sheep, if ever there was one. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2. Mario Madness. I believe that's the subtitle. It's a good subtitle. It's like... Mario Madness. I feel... It just, like, makes sense. It encapsulates the initial... It encapsulates the feeling of Mario at the time, because it took it by storm. And then the second one is just, like, capitalizing off of that that fever dream. The madness, isn't this game based, like, in his dream or something? It's it is basically a Mario <laughs> Fever dream. Spoilers for a game that's well, this was released October 9th, nineteen eighty. This game is older than me, so that makes this thirty years oh, old. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it 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 turned thirty yeah, very how, recently. Like appropriate. Happy birthday, yeah. Mario two! Holy shit! <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> What are the chances we chose this game? Oh my god, they're... Th- oh, it's like we didn't totally... We totally we did, didn't plan though. that. Wink, nut. Ugh. Don't tell them that. No. We didn't plan it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little bit about the game before my eye falls okay. out from winking too much. <laughs> the story of Super Mario 2. As told by the instruction booklet, <clears throat> so I need to put on my announcer voice. <clears throat> I gotta get back into it. <clears throat> uh. Oh, I can't wait, guys! If you haven't heard Zach's announcer voice, oh, now you're stop it up too doing much. what you're doing right now. <laughs> okay, don't listen. This is whatever. One night, <laughs> Mario had a strange dream. He found himself climbing a long staircase leading up to a mysterious door. Opening the door, Mario's eyes fell upon an incredible world unlike anything he'd ever seen. A quiet voice spoke to Mario, saying, Welcome to Subcon, the land of dreams. Our once beautiful world now suffers at the hands of the evil wart. Please help us. Only you can free us from his tyranny. Oh, and remember one thing. Wart hates vegetables! However, before Mario could figure out what was happening, he suddenly awoke on his bed and realized it was all a dream. The next day, while heading out to a picnic with his friends, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and Toad, Mario told the tale of his strange dream. Hearing this was quite a shock to his friends, who all had the very same dream the night before. Upon arriving at their picnic spot, the group noticed a small cave. Inside was a long staircase that led up to a door. At the top, the four friends opened the door and stood shocked by what they saw. It was Subcon, 
the world of their dreams. End reading. That was the end. <laughs> Whoa. I don't remember reading that in the instruction manual, but again, I was not alive <laughs> when this was released. So. That sounded like the narration to the Yellow Submarine or really? something. Really? Trippy like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when I was reading it, I felt I had to add voices. I didn't actually. Yeah, that was a creative that's decision, spur of the moment. What did you think, Paul? Good, nobody asked you. <laughs> a jokester. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it was already a dream before a dream. Anyway. Actually, the story in the game is just basically a cliff note version of what I just read. But I'll read it here. Uh, when Mario opened a door after climbing a long stair in his dream, another word, world spread before him and he heard a faint voice call for help to be freed from a spell. After awakening, Mario went to a cave nearby and to his surprise he saw exactly what he saw in his dream. Dot, 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 dot. So not as detailed... <laughs> and I mean, I, I thought there'd be more. No, I want more that's to the story. It. I mean, if you're looking for the story, it's in the fucking instruction booklet, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. I wonder how much one of those goes for on eBay. The instruction booklet. I'm sure a yeah. boxed copy with the instruction booklet actually would go for quite a lot of. Well, not quite a lot, but a, a fair bit of money. Maybe like a hundred bucks. Not as much as Super Mario Bros. One. But I feel like that was so ubiquitous, it would actually probably not be as sought out. True, true. Um, but either way, the stories kind of seem to contradict themselves a little bit if I'm thinking about it. Um, the first one talks about, ends it where they are uh, awake and going to Subgon, but the in-game one kind of alludes that he is asleep while, right. while he's in there. Yeah, like, the whole time. Um, either way, actually. Uh, I think it's... I think I'm looking into it too much. Um, they probably didn't have enough, like, screen space to put the whole story in the game. I mean... So there's, like, an abridged version. I mean, it was an NES game. They couldn't put too much story into it without compromising some of the gameplay. I mean, you yeah. only had, what, 30 megabytes of storage? 30 <laughs> megabytes. Just think about that. That's nothing. That's like, literally, I can't even think of something that's I have small. an SD card that fits 64 megabytes. I'm sorry, 64 gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> gigabytes. Sorry, 64 gigabytes. That's 2,000 times more space. That's a lot more space. You are definitely right. Either way, this <laughs> technology is exponential. Anyway... Yeah. There's no faffing about here. Once you start the game, you start the game. Yes. Paul, put in music because that's where it should go. Thank you for that. 
There's no faffing about here. You pick your character immediately after pressing the start button. There's no explanation, no distinction between them aside from the literal physical features of them. And they don't even have names above their heads. Yeah. What? I mean, assuming that you could just, from context clues, figure out who's who, if you've read the instruction booklet. But this Mario doesn't even look like the Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, like what the hell? Come on! I don't know, but I mean, I mean, it gets context clues. It is again. It is Mario, the first choice that you have. So you would assume that the one on the far left is Mario, <laughs> and then by process of elimination, Princess Peach is the only woman there. Yeah. So sure. then we have one another humanoid who's got to be. Can't be Mario because the one of Mario's in the far left, so it's got to be his, his bro man, Loogie. <laughs> and then you have this abomination against nature, which has been flipping you off in Super Mario, which is obviously Toad. Yeah. Like, so who needs names? Never mind. All right, yeah, they're just pictures. The, pictures the, say a thousand. It's all about context words. clues. It's all about context clues, Joe. Oof. Wise. That's how I got around uh, in a foreign country. All about context clues. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but funnily enough, uh, the NES sound chip has a bit of a time. And this is going to be a bit of a theme throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm sensing it. The five channels on the NES's sound card seem to struggle a bit, <laughs> even under the slightest weight of picking a character. Yeah. That... What I mean is, every time you move the cursor, it makes a, like, bring noise. Right. Which tends to cut out another channel's audio. Yeah. Standard. <laughs> A- Standard. I mean, we hear that in a... <laughs> well, we hear that in a lot of games, honestly, where sound effects fight with the actual music. Yeah. Um, just kind of a limitation of the time. Nothing too... Nothing bad, really. It's more just a point to call out because, again, we dig deep. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember how to dig. Um... Granted, in for 1988, I gotta say the visual distinctions between each character is pretty on point. Yeah, it's good. Like, you take a look at the character selection screen itself. Like, I'm looking at it right now. There is a distinct physical difference between Mario and Luigi. One is taller, one is fatter. One is red, one is green. So, one has a dress. (laughs) Um. Actually, weirdly enough, if you take a look at Peach versus the other, the guys, mm-hmm. there's not just, aside from the fact that she's the only woman amongst the four of them, um, there's also another weirdly defining feature of her that is not present in the others. Um, do you want to take a guess? I feel like this is going to go really badly for is me. Is it? You want to okay, take a guess? Yeah, I want to guess. Okay. Is it? Let's just keep in mind that there might be children listening. Okay, all right, good hint. (laughs) Is it boobs? Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) It's not boobs. Fantastic. It is the fact that she has pupils. What? Does she not have pupils? The others do not. No, she is the only one that has pupils. Uh Oh. The others do not. They have black voids for (laughs) eyes. But she has pupils. They went out of their way to give her pupils. You tricked me with the children listening thing. 
<laughs> My tricksy ways. <laughs> Paul, put in a victory sound for me. Sure, close enough. Anyway, we're not even in the game yet, and we're 12 minutes. I know. Okay, never mind. I still remember how to dig. Actually, Paul, put in a little musical break. Let's give you guys a bit of a break before we even get started. Yeah. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> We're so far in and we haven't even started the game. Okay. Okay, Level let's start one, it. one. You fall from the sky. Wee. Why? Why do you fall from the sky? Because <laughs> um, you climbed up the staircase. We were climbing. And then you went through a door. The door was in the sky? I guess Why so. Why was the door in the sky? Magic. Magic? I, but uh, you can you can just say anything is magic. That's like a catch-all. Yep. <laughs> Why is this thing in the sky? Magic. Why are there talking mushrooms? It's magic. Why why is this yeah. New York Brooklyn plumber in this entire world that makes no sense for him? Why magnets? How do they work? <laughs> Honestly, I, I tried to look magnets. it up myself. Not the magnets thing. Uh, why is in the sky? <laughs> um, but I haven't found any satisfying answers. So if you guys know why there's a friggin' door in the sky, email us at it's the extreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-M at gmail.com. Or check us out online. Just look up uh, it's the extreme all one word on Google. Anyway, pausing. Yeah. I had to pause to write some notes. And I even I wanted to know this about the pause screen. Uh <laughs> Something happens when you pause <laughs> with the audio. Um, yeah. you get a you get some sick bass solo, completely, yeah. on a, completely by accident. Um, the the treble, I guess, in the audio channel shuts off, but the bass and the percussion uh, don't. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe I guess that's how they decided to set up the pause function. But it's just got this sick bass solo now. Anytime you. You pause, except for one thing, the the treble does try to cut in every so often, and it leaves with this <laughs> this loud like, 
like just every minute or so like the sound ships trying to (laughs) suppress it but then it'll just kind of cut through every so often which is weird yeah like when the bass kind of like is too low that there's nothing else to like come through maybe or i'm wondering if they put most of the main treble on one track but they ran out of room and they had to put some of the treble on the bass track and they tried to like cover (laughs) that up because it's pretty, uh, it wouldn't, you wouldn't notice it, except right. when you pause. I mean, yeah, and you're digging and deep. And I'm digging deep, Jesus, we're, okay, I'm gonna keep yeah. going, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's the point. Shoot, you're right. Paul put in a sound effect of me being dumbfounded. Did you just use my voice again? <laughs> That's, Genius. that's mean. Genius. <laughs> anyway, um, I gotta say, this one one world is nowhere near as nuanced and well thought out as it was in Super Mario Brothers 1. No. So, let's just walk through the initial thought process of me trying to be a person who has never played this before. Um, so, you fall down, and you see... A shy guy going back and forth. Or with a thing, I guess you'd call it. A thing. Um, assuming you have played Super Mario before, you think, oh, okay, I just jump on it, right? Right. Well, you do that, you jump on it, and nothing happens. Uh, you are now immediately confused. <laughs> because literally an entire game's worth of logic has now just gone out the door. Before, if you would just jump on it, you you would die. Yeah. But now, there's there's an added wrinkle here, because it's not dying. And on top of that, you're just kind of being carried along. It's carrying you. Like, it doesn't even notice that you're there. Yeah. So then you're saying, okay, is there a step two now? To <laughs> taking these things down? So you push buttons, and hopefully you don't hit the one that jumps and fall off. But assuming you hit other buttons you'll notice that there is a grab button or a pick or a pick up button where the, you pick up the enemy and you're like, well, we're making progress. Something is happening. <laughs> now you have the enemy in your hand. Uh, and then you're like, okay, well maybe I hit the button again to throw it. And then you're right. It does throw it. But when you throw it, it scrolls. It doesn't die. It doesn't die. <laughs> No, it scrolls off the side of the screen and then back on through the other side of the screen (laughs) below you. (laughs) Because you threw it at an angle. It doesn't die off screen. Um, In fact, it loops around to the other side and continues walking. Normal. What does this... That's how physics works, right? Yeah, you know, I mean... Again, magic, right? If we're if we're going with magic here with the door floating in the sky, why not bend the space-time continuum so that, you know, the world is just a big loop? Yeah, exactly. That happens almost instantaneously. Um, so, what you learn from this interaction as a gamer is one of two things. One, enemies are potentially invincible now. 
And two, you can throw enemies. Yeah. So, just keep that in mind, that you're being taught one of two things. Because it, it can't be that you jump on them and they die anymore. So, you need to relearn. Mm-hmm. Um, t- keep in mind, this is the game, It's this is how it's choosing to teach you how to play its game. Yeah, conveyance. You, it's Exactly. And I have a great barometer against what it used to do, because this is the second game, and the first one had fantastic conveyance mm-hmm. that everybody's talked to to death. Yes. Um, so then, you move on, um, you're falling down, and then you see um, another another shy guy. You pick it up, throw it. it this one does not die. Again. Um, but you do see also, as you're going down, some red grass swaying in the wind um you notice that you kind of pay a little more attention to this because it's against a black background and mm-hmm. it's the only thing that really stands out yeah. since it's moving mm-hmm. aside from the other only other moving thing on the screen is the shy guy so you can take the logical leap and say that this is conveyance in a way and yeah in a, a very basic way i guess in a sense that it is a moving object that your that your eyes may be drawn to, and it is a color different than what you're seeing. Um, it is the same color as the shy guy, so maybe mm-hmm. you make the connection that way. Um, so it may indicate, and it may teach you that you can actually pick up these red grass things. And you see that there is a turn up. Cool. It turns up. It just, <laughs> it just turns up. Just the turn up. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's why they're called turn ups? Because <laughs> they just they were just everywhere. Like, and yeah. there's like, what are these? They just keep turning up. Call it a turn up. <laughs> Stamp it. Put it on the registrar. <laughs> Anyway, so it teaches you that you can actually interact with these red grass things. Anyway, okay, Paul, you got to put in like a break somewhere here because I've, I've been talking for like six minutes. Break it up with a sound effect or something. What did you think of that? It was well needed. Agreed. Okay. Anyway, you keep going, and then you go through a door. Um, And now the world switches from vertical to horizontal. All right. Looks kind of like a Mario level now. Now it's looking a bit more like a Mario game. And then you try to remember what you've learned. <laughs> okay. So you've so you've learned, just to recap, that enemies can go through dimension, <laughs> or go through the dimension and don't die when they're off screen. Um, they're potentially invincible. 
and you can throw them. You can also pick up red grass. This is what you've learned so far. All right. So now you're on the horizontal section. A first enemy comes at you, and it's a shy guy. Another one. Remember that you can throw them. You can throw shy guys. All right. So what do you do? You throw it. You try and throw it because there are multiple shy guys coming at you. You see, maybe I can throw it at the other shy guy. Naturally. Lo and behold, it actually works, and you figure out how to take down enemies in this That's game. That's it. You just gotta throw things at them. You can, yes, you just gotta learn how to throw things at things. <laughs> so then that, in a way, teaches you how to deal with the enemies, but I'm just confused why they didn't teach you that earlier. Well, I mean, it's still, like, basically the earliest... Oh, like I the mean, second earliest these... possible moment. <laughs> it, it is, but like there's a way that there's a nuance in the conveyance that Super Mario Brothers has in the way that it teaches you how to take out enemies that this game doesn't. Right. Like the, the, yeah. The, the, where the first game kind of forces you to engage the Goomba, this doesn't. You, you can't move backwards in Super Mario Brothers 1. You can in this game. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't automatically force you into a situation where you have to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm laying out one of the scenarios that could happen. You kind of have to go the extra mile and, like, figure it out yourself. That's the thing. This game doesn't push you into learning. Yeah. It more hopes that you take the route of learning and run with it. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Because another thing that could very well have happened is you see the enemies, you run backwards to the left and just dodge them because you think they're invincible. Mm -hmm. And then you learn something else. If they go off screen here, they don't loop. Yeah. True. So you could very easily learn two very different things in the instance that you're starting this game. (laughs) You could learn the right thing that you could take out enemies this way, or you can be absolutely dumbfounded at what the goddamn rules of the game are. Yeah. Because one second ago, if they went off screen, they came back on the other side. And now another second, they're gone. That's it. What? Like, how, it's completely crazy. You can learn two different things just because they don't force you into the right way of learning. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> We're only we're only like ten seconds into the game. <laughs> it's okay. We're not even ten seconds, <laughs> and we've talked for twenty five minutes. This podcast is gonna go on for three years. <laughs> Paul, put in a vocal, put in something to break up the. This is the uh, my thoughts. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta recover for a minute.
Thank you for letting me gather my thoughts, Paul. Much appreciated. Um, so let's barrel on forward because if I keep going at this pace, we're going to be 80 by the time we finish this game. <laughs> so what you have learned can branch off. What we, what you have learned as the listener is that this game is not very well set set up to convey the rules of this world in a way that makes sense. Yeah. So you move forward here um, and notice that uh, there's a little bit more to look at here. There's trees. There's the sky now. Uh, there's even mm-hmm. a waterfall later. But um, you do notice, if you're paying attention, you'll notice that the trees are normal palm tree color. Brown stem or brown mm-hmm. base with the green at the top. And if you're paying attention to that and you're noticing that there is a tree, I say that with air quotes, tree with green stem now and mm-hmm. green leaves at the top and the leaves around the, the stem are dancing. It's not stem. Yeah. What is it again? It's, the, it's a stem. Because it's like, that's more of a like vine. Yeah. I'd say. Okay. So. But you'll notice that it's different from the trees in the background that you can't interact with. Yeah. And you notice that the leaves on it are moving. So what have we learned? Things that are moving we can interact with. So we try yeah, yeah. and jump on it. And yeah, you can. You can climb vines. And then right. you climb up to this little plateau and you see more of the red uh, red grass. You pick that up and then you start picking it up and you find a potion in one of them. What the hell? Um, and what have you learned with things? You obviously need to throw it. <laughs> and then when you throw it, a door appears. Wow. I wish that happened in real life. And now you're thoroughly confused. Also, that would be great. Yeah. But then it would be more it would be better, honestly, if you could choose where that door took you took you to. Oh like yeah. If you threw down a potion and you walk through a door and you're at your office. <laughs> or you're in Thailand or something. Uh Anyway, if only. Anyway, anyway, this door takes you to the negative dimension where... Yeah, like, what the hell? For about ten seconds. So you need to figure out what the hell is happening in ten seconds because then you're booted back to the actual game. Um, assuming you just kind of do what you did in the other area, you pick up the red coins, or the red uh, grass to get coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very familiar Mario staple. And you may notice, if you threw the potion in the right spot, a mushroom. Something familiar. Yay. Uh, you, um, but how do you know what spot? You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You just kind of hope that you're in the right spot. Um, Great. Which is not good conveyance at all. But you hope that wherever you have thrown the, the uh, potion down, there is a mushroom. Usually it is, but sometimes it's not. Um, <laughs> either way, you remember a mushroom from the previous games, and you go up to it and like, yeah, I'm going to jump into it, and I'll get a power-up. Yeah, I'll get bigger. And then you jump on it, and, and nothing happens. Nope. And then you're like, wait, do I need to? And then as you're having the thought that you may need to pick it up, you're booted. <laughs> you're booted and you don't get it 
And you're like, what the hell? Why is there what this? Why do I only have ten seconds in I this want, dimension? I want the mushroom. This is Mario. I want a mushroom. Right! You wanted a mushroom. This is a Mario game. I want my mushroom. Yeah. Paul, put in a mushroom sound effect. I want that. Yeah, I wanted that. I wanted. I want. I wanted it. <sighs> but I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> so we'll just keep on moving. Uh, so, if you're, again, this whole pocket dimension thing is weird, but, yeah, um, Is there, like, a really, a point to it at all? I don't really know, aside from, well, you know what, we will find out. Yeah, maybe we'll find out. So, as you move on, you see a block that says POW! In all caps. POW! 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 Uh, is this the first instance of POW? This is the first instance In the of POW! World. Nice. So you pick up, you do what you've done with everything else so far, and you jump on it, pick it up, and throw it, and then you realize that a power block destroys everything, because this, this is actually conveyed well, because there are four enemies that are near the power block, so you throw it at yeah. them, and they all die. Yeah. And it's conveyed in a way that makes sense. Hallelujah! Yeah! <laughs> Hooray for something being conveyed properly. <laughs> but there's so much that's not being conveyed, which hurts me. I know. Um, it's like can I just that run whole, that one conveyance is just like meh. It's a tease. Can I run down yeah. a list that I was writing of can, things that weren't conveyed? Yes. Okay. So Starman just appear for no discernible reason out of the ground. That you're yep. not told yep. how that happens. It just happens. Hmm. Um, the whole first section of this stage not conveyed well. Um, what is and is not interactable was not super, conveyed super well. And, okay, now I'm just nitpicking super hard. But, um, why are some of the sprites not meshing well with the environment? Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, there are logs that are not properly cut out, so when you mesh them with a bl- with a green background, it's very obvious that it's not cut properly. <laughs> um, it's not conveyed why there are time-stopping watches for some reason when you pull on the grass. Yeah. Nope. Why but, sometimes when you pull out green grass, there are literal bombs in the ground. <laughs> okay. Why? To get it. Why are certain physics only associated with certain different layouts of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Did, why does it change if it's vertical or horizontal? Why not? Can I just skip to the boss? <laughs> I think we've covered basically all the aspects of the level. Is there anything you think I missed? That was huge? Uh, Super! No. Let's talk this about... This boss is going to be so much non-conveyance. <laughs> so let's let's do this. Talk about Birdo. Yeah. First appearance of Birdo, B-to-dubs. Um, okay, so, you walk up to this bird. 
which you can just walk uh, past, first of all. Uh, but there yeah. is nothing there. You can't actually proceed. Um, so you assume you have to beat this thing to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that you tried doing what you've been doing before, where you jump on it and try to pick it up, and that does not work. No. Okay, strategy one out the window. This this is where I quit for like the first <laughs> ten years of playing this game. <laughs> for good reason, because it does not convey yeah. to you at all what you need to do. Because it doesn't no. give you any indication that you can jump on the projectiles that it shoots. It gives you zero yeah. indication. No. And no it, indication at all. If you've learned anything from any game ever, if a boss shoots something at you, you try to avoid it. Unless, yes. pr- unless specifically told that you can interact with it. Mm-hmm. And the eggs don't have any kind of interactivity aside from the fact that no. you may, may, while you're dodging it, at some point, mistime a jump. And you right. end up on top of it, and then you realize you're riding it. <laughs> and then you think, wait a minute. I'm riding this? And then you think back to the enemies that you had before, and you're like, can I pick this up out of mid-frickin'-air? <laughs> and lo and behold, you just stop it dead in its tracks, wherever it is. No yeah. f- screw velocity. That's you, just stopped, you just stopped velocity and gravity at the same time just think, by just, just picking something up. Just think about that for a minute. You were on a, a, the equivalent of a rocket riding on top of it. And what you do side to do is deadlift it into the <laughs> air. And then it stops moving forward. How? How does that work? In, you just disregarded all your momentum and it's just like, nope. It, I, no. In what dimension of reality is this a thing? Oh, wait, Not in the thing. dimension where there are pocket dimensions and doors in the sky. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Magic. My goodness. Anyway, you pick up the egg, you go back to the burb, you throw the egg at the burb, and you repeat three times. Until Burb dies. As usual? As usual. And then you go into other Burb's mouth, and then stage is over. (laughs) Yeah, which, by the way, this, like, eagle mouth looks so menacing. I know! It does not invite you into the... Why would anybody willingly walk into that? This is not a good, like, way of... (laughs) thinking that i won the level <laughs> right it feels like you're dead like this is you're walking to die yeah why would anybody think that an open maw of an eagle is the exit <laughs> it's like it's just like oh i've opened my mouth now you can move on like who dare disturb my slumber <laughs> yeah what, what is this did we become aladdin going into the friggin <laughs> I forgot the cave. Name, the cave of wonders. Cave of wonder. Conan yeah. the burb of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then once you end it, it goes into a mini game where you can get 
extra lives depending on how many coins you got in the pocket dimension. That's cool. So that's what coins are for. They're for getting extra lives. Except That's what coins are for. Except the thing is I had seven Sorry. friggin' coins and it just it <laughs> didn't it took forever to run through this friggin' bonus game. It wasn't even fun yeah. anymore. Oh god. Like once or twice is fine, but seven? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Running a slot machine I don't even want to run a normal slot machine in real life seven times. <laughs> Even if you had the chance to win something real, well, and, yeah, if just, I had chance, I'm not wasting that time. It's just so much, especially when I just want to play the game. Yeah. And, oh my god, we're so, this is World, <laughs> right, world 1, level 1. Yeah, you know what, <laughs> I gotta stop here, because I can't, I can't believe it. I, we spent almost 40 minutes talking about World 1-1. One, one. It's going to speed up after this, I swear. Yeah, yeah. But We've got the basics down, unless, like, we don't. <laughs> and I really hope that Paul has been putting in a lot of musical breaks so that it hasn't been just my voice constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gave him some room. Uh, anyway, thanks again, guys, for listening. We're going to cut it here. Um, yeah. Again, if you want to reach out to us, you know how. It's theextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-M at gmail.com. Or you can just look us up on Google. Just type in It's the Extreme, all one word, and you'll find all of our stuff. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the actual website. Check it out if you got time. Yeah. yeah. Do it. We've got cool shit. Other shit, you know? Yes. Be prepared, gang. We are back.